1: to rewind it's the chris and amy
0: rewind recap amy Markscore is back on the show she's been feeling uh, a little under the weather she's good though she's um broadcasting from home because she has consideration for other people as i've said doesn't want to get the office sick
2: and i also have to defend my good name because you were slandering me over the past few days saying that i wasn't a trooper I'm a trooper.
0: Uh, uh, where we're worried for the last three days?
2: <laughs> Dying. Yeah. But I'm th- You sound I'm great.
0: You sound much better.
2: Thank
0: you. you you're at Thank home. Thank you very much. Got your mm-hmm. home set up. Got your headset on, which looks it. you look with your headset on. And you can watch us on YouTube and Facebook Live. You look like you work at a call service center.
2: It looks like call service. Or it looks like I could be taking a fast food order.
0: That too. Mm-hmm. But you, neither you,
2: of those are the truth
0: you sound you sound great and Amy did Thanks. text me uh, during the break
2: <laughs> no this is this is a little insight
0: to the mind of Amy Mark's course well she, I felt
2: I panicked
0: we just did a segment um, where she complained about and I think she was right to complain about this weird ad that's running Her and kids love
2: Trump which, by the way, it has to be Kids Love Trump. It can't be the other way around. Otherwise, it would be very sketch.
0: Trump, it's not Trump loves kids.com. <laughs> it's KidsLoveTrump.com, which is weird. And um, she says to me, we finished the segment, and she, she'll she say a word or a phrase and then get worried mm-hmm. that she's going to get in trouble for the phrase. And she texts me, can I say shove it? <laughs>
2: well, well, because she I said afraid- it. I said it and then you and Tyler both looked at each other and I interpreted the look that you gave each other to be, should we hit the dump button?
0: No, no. But we had that on, uh, we had that earlier in the week. We had comedian Brian Posehn on the show. He's yeah. awesome. And he just, you know, he just kind of let it slip mm-hmm. and we had to hit the dump button. And the, well,
2: what did it start with?
0: It was the S word. S H. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, um, we had to hit the dump button. And it's one of those things where it, it just to give people a little technical insight. When you hit the dump button, we're on a delay. I don't know how many seconds, but we're like on a delay. Seven? Is seconds? it seven? I Some people so. have like a thirty-second delay, but it, we're about seven. And um, it's it resets back to it being live, and then the computer over the system over time stretches it back out. So it's it, it's very complicated. Anyway, when that happens, it automatically puts the phone on hold, and we can't bring the guest back up mm-hmm. for about a minute. It just won't let us, right? So he was on hold for a minute, and he came back, and he goes, I am so sorry. I forgot where I was.
2: <laughs> so here's here's what I call that, Ranj, podcast syndrome. Yeah, that's, I really think that's what so I said to many him. celebrities do podcasts. Yep. Even reporters do podcasts and you can say whatever you want on a podcast.
0: Yep, that's exactly what it is. So uh, we talked to Major Garrett as we do every Thursday and we discussed the um, Joe Biden slash Hunter Biden probe with him. We don't know all the facts on it, but we know enough to say that it's a lie and that it might have been a structured, an intentional lie inserted into the American political bloodstream intentionally by Russian Infant intelligence services. That puts at least a portion of the Biden impeachment investigation on and this is being charitable very very rocky and unstable ground. So uh major is referring to the news of Alexander Smirnov who was one of the FBI's uh big informants on the Biden family's uh business dealings with Burisma and the admission that a lot of that stuff was flat out lying and he has been mm-hmm. charged by the Department of Justice for lying to them. So it's that's not a good situation. And it certainly would seem, even though Hunter Biden is not completely out of the woods, it seems like a lot of this impeachment talk, the foundation of it, even though James Comer and Jim Jordan are, are steadfast in you know, their position on this whole thing. It seems like there aren't a whole lot of legs here.
2: Yeah. And was I correct in, in James Comer saying that, quote, the math keeps getting worse for the GOP. So perhaps he's not giving up on it. But if anything, an admission that this doesn't help the case. What's interesting is the GOP, a lot of GOP members have Kind of changed their tune a bit when it came to this FBI informant. This is key. This is key. This is the most uh, foundational, critical. Well, he said it too. Critical, he said yeah, it too.
0: And then and then yesterday said, well, I don't even know who well, the guy was.
2: Oh, come right. on, man. They yes, switched and said he wasn't that important. Well, this was either a cornerstone of your inquiry slash, slash investigation or it's not. But they, they're they kind of trying to play it both ways here.
0: Well, I we've talked about this before. If there is something there, absolutely investigate it, go after it, and if it is punishable, then punish him. I don't care if he's a Democrat or a Republican. Go. I, I, don't, I, I don't know how many times I have to say this. I want our politicians, and I realize that this is sort of a, a Pollyanna viewpoint of politics, but I want them to all be on the up and up. And if they're not, I don't care what level of government you're in. You should be punished if you were doing things that are illegal or beneath the office that you hold.
2: And it is confusing because you and I even talked to think of how closely we follow this and Hunter Biden and the laptop and the laptop sketchiness being corroborated. We know Joe Biden was using an alias to send emails to Hunter Biden and a business associate. But then also, also, you have this FBI informant who was lying and talking to Russian operatives. And that's why they they say the closer something is to the truth without being the truth, the more dangerous it is. Because let's say there is something to look at or there was something to look at. When you then add lies upon the truth, it becomes almost impossible to decipher what is actually truth and what isn't. Right. And then it discredits what could be a a credible (laughs) inquiry but is looking to be thinner and thinner and less substantial and less substantial by the day.
0: And that's why a lot of House Republicans, as you mentioned, have been balking at it from the start. It was almost like a, well, yeah, you know, I'm open to an inquiry, but you know, you gotta present me some evidence. Even Republicans have said that.
2: Mm-hmm. So and that's why, I mean, just along kind of a similar tone, I've said this with Donald Trump. What, what Donald Trump says is inane, crazy, irresponsible enough on its own, If there's a media outlet that then exaggerates it or tries to make it worse, all it does is discredit the truth, which is that Donald Trump is saying irresponsible, unpresidential things. You don't need to exaggerate.
0: Meanwhile, um, Southeast Middle School in Hazelwood is trying the idea of a four-day work week for teachers. We visited with Dr. Eric Arbetter, who is the Assistant Superintendent for Curriculum and Middle School Education.
3: Um, For teachers, we're offering a four-day work week for teachers where they're teaching uh, Tuesdays through Fridays uh, from 8 to 4.30. Plus, they work uh, 11 of 31 Mondays, so they get 20 Mondays off.
0: So he says that as the math works out, even though they get those Mondays off, mm-hmm. they ultimately will work more hours than a typical teacher does, um, just because they'll work extended hours on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But um, apparently, and I, I for me, I think I would, if I had Mondays off, or a lot of Mondays off, I wouldn't mind working an extra hour or two during the week, well, the rest because, of the week.
2: No, that day... That day is already a work day, and I know it it should mean a lot to say, well, I get off at 3 versus 4.30, but in the grand scheme of things, that hour and a half does not even compare to what it would be like to have a Monday off. I know this. I worked retail for a total of five years. There was a break about halfway through, but I worked retail, and there was a five day a week schedule where you worked an eight hour shift or there was a four day a week schedule where you worked 10 hour shifts and that working, you know, an eight hour shift is still your whole day. So yeah. adding, making it a 10 hour shift and getting an extra day off is so worth it. I mean, it's a game Absolutely. changer.
0: There's no question. It, if we would add an extra hour per day, I would take a, I would do a four or five hour show if we had yeah. a Monday or Friday off every week. I'm good with
2: that. Let's do let's that.
0: We'll talk to Steve. We'll yeah. see if we can make that happen. Uh, Cardinal spring training we discussed with Matt Pauley, who's live in Florida.
1: We're at that point in spring, and there's only a, there's like six days where
0: you have know, full squad workouts before the games get started. And it's really exciting at the beginning of those six days. And then it's the longest six days ever, and you're just ready for the games to start. Yeah, and guess what? There will be games this weekend. Split squad on Saturday. We'll broadcast one of them, 11.55. Uh, our broadcast begins on Saturday. Same time on Sunday. So two games. You can listen to spring training baseball right here on KMOX and the free Odyssey app. I think that's a great deal. There's that's no, a great deal. No better deal than free.
2: Hey, I didn't ask you, technically, your personal opinion on the Hall of Fame Ballot for the Cardinals' 2024 Hall of Fame: Steve Carlton, George Hendrick, Matt Morris, Edgar Renteria. Any of those stand out to you more than any other? You think they all should get in? I, you know, I haven't given. I know it a it's ton different because it's the Cardinals' Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, I haven't given it a ton of thought. I'd probably, I mean, Carlton and Hendrick, just the uh, level of players they were. I'd mm-hmm. probably be more likely to to go with one of them it's just a matter of did they spend enough time on the Cardinals roster to warrant it I guess that's probably how I feel yeah I And mean, generally speaking I don't worry too much about Hall of Fame stuff and I guess there are certain guys I'd like for them to get the honor but it isn't you know a thing I worry about all that much some people get really worked up about the Hall of Fame
2: yeah like when people got worked up about David Freeze not belonging was in the you. Cardinals Hall of Fame what that was you Oh, that was
0: you, and you you guilted him into dropping out.
2: I did get several emails and texts saying, look what you did. Well listen, I didn't I didn't poo-poo him. Yeah, you did. He had the greatest game slash postseason, one of them in, in Cardinals' history. I just didn't know if that one thing was worthy of a red jacket. It I just didn't it, feel right.
0: I and I agree with you on that. But I do I also agree. I don't think it's probably. I think it is. I think it's the single most important performance in a in a postseason game in Cardinals history.
2: Yeah, I agree. just what a red jacket? No. No, oh, well then see then we're on the same page with that.
0: But it should be honored. That game oh, should be honored. Absolutely. The David I, Freeze game forever.
2: M- Mike and Mike, I listened to Mike and Mike the morning after the game 6. And Mike Greenberg said, it was the greatest game, not just in Major League Baseball history, but he said it was the greatest game in like sports history, in professional sports history. Well, this, he was over the moon with it.
0: This will probably draw a lot of criticism, but MLB Network did their greatest games
2: mm-hmm.
0: in individual games in, in history, and I believe it was number one or number two for yeah. years. And it was the 19, uh, it was the, um, what was number one was uh, Carlton Fisk's home run at Fenway Park. Uh, game six. You oh. know, I mean, off the foul pole, that one. Yeah, yeah. That that was number one. It has been, and I heard this w- an interview with Bob Costas, who you talked to a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he was the host of this thing. And the number one game, according to them, in the history of baseball, is the Cubs game seven against the Indians. Against Cleveland.
2: Do you agree with that?
0: Uh kinda, yeah. And the reason <laughs> I do is because of the history with both teams having their World Series droughts. I mean, the Cleveland's never won. The Cubs hadn't won in 108 years or 110 years, whatever it yeah. was. And the fact that they were winning and then they were losing, and or no, then they were tied and then they went to a rain delay and then came back, and it was a game seven. Yeah, Probably by virtue of that, if you step back and take your fandom out of it, it's really hard to argue against that game. That's fair. That's Amy Marks Kors. I'm Chris Ranji. Hey, there is a uh, a number one song in the country, and you'll Mm -hmm. be stunned, Amy. Stunned who it is and what genre. We'll tell you what that is on the Chris and Amy show after this on KMOX.
1: Your keys
0: hey. Amy, you know who that is?
2: Oh, baby, I do. That's Beyonce. It is Beyonce. With a hit country song.
0: Dude, so um during the Super Bowl, she basically announced that she had this country album coming out. And that is the first single off it. It is called Texas Hold'em. And it is already number one in the Billboard Top Country, the Hot Country Charts. Already number one. And I, look, I know this isn't going out on a limb or anything, but about a week and a half ago, I I was talking to somebody and I said, that's because I had heard it. It had been dropped and I heard it. And I said, that song is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. Because... For two different reasons. One, it's her, and Beyonce is, you know, she automatically gets earballs uh on her <laughs> right. music. Right. Automatically, just because it's her. And secondly, because country is still pretty, it's very popular. It's a lot more mm-hmm. popular now than it was 20 years ago. And all she had to do was drop something a little bit different in a different genre and even have it be reasonably good, and I knew it was going to do really well.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, and it's, you know, it's a fun, catchy beat. Uh, A lot of country music, that's, it it has, you know, the country culture behind it, sure. But there's also something catchy about it. It's what people like. It's fun. And that's what it is. Pop country. Pop country. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there was some, maybe it wasn't widespread pushback. Maybe it was more the very online people, the very online culture war people pushing back. But the thing is, there's been there have been so many crossovers from country into rap, right? A lot of country artists do collaborations with rap, or from pop artists to turn country, country artists to go to pop music. Taylor but Swift. This, the, what makes yeah? I mean, and also uh, didn't Darius Rucker?
0: Darius Rucker? go from yeah. rock to, to country? To, yeah, it's more pop, pop to, to country. Yeah, yeah,
2: so the idea of beyonce a pop artist going country is not revolutionary what's what's big about it is that it's beyonce that that's that's what makes it so big i mean she is doesn't have the necessarily cult following right that taylor swift has i mean she has a huge following no one can really touch taylor swift but she's got close to that power um and so for her to release a country album i think people are excited about it mix up the genres
0: and then i, I it, it's some it's a new it, even though she's been around for a long time it's almost like it it's almost like a um fresh blood mm-hmm. you know what i mean because she but, because she, it's not it's not what she typically does it's it's an artist From out of the ordinary, it's not an artist with two last names or two first names or whatever it is. It's something different within the genre. Again, she's been around a long time, but in the genre, very very new. So I I like that infusion of fresh blood.
2: And it is it just sounds it sounds like Beyonce Beyonce singing country music. She's not saying I'm a country artist. She's not switching who she is. She's just. Having fun with a new type of music in the same way. Again, we've seen the country rock, country rap crossovers, but it—it's you will. I'll look at this album, and you can say it's a great album. It sounds good, and it's different than a Lainey Wilson or a Dolly Parton, right. where that's that is their whole being, who they are—the country does music. It, but I don't think Beyoncé's trying to be that.
0: Does it say more about her as an artist and her popularity, or? Country music and how, and I don't want to say easy, because I don't think it's easy mm. to break in and establish yourself or go to number one, but it, what is its, it, it's one of those things, right? Or is it a combination of both?
2: I mean, I don't know if she was personally very interested in country or not. What I do know is if it's an untapped market and you know that anything you touch is will turn to gold and sure. there is a giant landscape you have not yet touched, why would you not do it? I mean, it's... It, People can say and this is what's kind of interesting because there there is even within music industries kind of a poo-pooing of the country music crowd, right? Other other genres may look at country music and say, Oh, country bumpkins. But money's money. And yep. I think that's that's the that shows itself. You can say whatever you want about country music or country music fans, but you're taking their money if you're making music in that genre.
0: Battlehawks football is coming up, baby. Oh, yeah. It's going to start in April. Single game tickets are on sale now. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Battle Hawks and the ticket demand existing at the moment. Brian Stull joins us when we come back on KMOX.
1: from Syracuse will
0: Oh, baby, it's almost Battle Hawk season here in St. Louis. We've been talking about soccer coming up and baseball coming up. Soccer, the MLS season is Saturday. Um, and then it's going to be football season before you know it. April 6th, it gets going for your UFL St. Louis Battle Hawks. And before we discuss that, we want to know if you want to go see James Taylor in concert if you do, oh, man. if you do, this is your chance to win a pair of tickets to see James Taylor at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, June 6th. Got a pair to give away today, one tomorrow, and it is your chance right now. Be caller number 6 because the season starts uh, April 6th. Uh be caller number 6 to the contest line 314-955-1120, 314-955-1120 and you'll go see James Taylor. Best of luck to you we go to the quiver river electric guest line right now though and director for uh, director of team communication and media relations with your st louis battle hawks brian stall is with us what's going on brian
3: it is all good i, I got goosebumps listening to that highlight of our, our fake punt for the touchdown that was sensational so uh i love it i love it how sweet it is i guess i'll borrow from james taylor how sweet it is so. oh, uh, oh look at this see, guy what you did
2: he knows he knows how to radio
3: yeah. So, hey, by the way, Amy, I am sorry to hear that you were feeling bad, but, um, you know, I already thought you were one of my favorite people, but I especially appreciate how you carried the flag last year. I know these guys, Wheels and Chris, they were giving you a hard time about the Battle Hawks and everything, but you stood strong. So I appreciate that. And Chris, officially welcome aboard, man. It's great hey. to hear you get excited about the team this year. Hey, well, well wait a Thank minute. Thank you so wait much.
0: Just a
2: minute I, here. What I like about Brian is he gets it. He <laughs> gets it.
0: Who said I wasn't excited about? Them? Here's the thing about the Battle Hawks, uh, Brian. <laughs> it's not their. It's not their fault. My my football fandom is just tainted altogether. So yeah. I can't be happy about any football.
3: You can be because because this is this is ours for for That's all right. of the bad feelings you may have had the tainted feelings from elsewhere. The Battle Hawks belong to St. Louis from the ground up since day That's one, right. grassroots. They are ours. They've never belonged to anybody else. This is our team, dude.
0: That's a very good point, um, and I was at the very last game before the uh, before COVID hit. I had a great yeah. time. I had it was mm-hmm. such a fun time, and it's very clear that people here love football and they love to stick it to Stan Cronky. Um But the <laughs> atmosphere at a at a UFL or XFL at the time, but a game like that, which isn't the NFL and it isn't college, right. it isn't established and been around for decades. The atmosphere, because of St. Louisans who love football, is it's really something at that building.
3: Yeah, it's it is uh, it's amazing. And if people have never experienced it, I know this sounds like a sales pitch, but they've got five chances this year to come down and see what everybody's talking about because it really is, um, I'll be honest with you, like, you know, literally thousands of people in our area, the, the, there was something missing. There was that void. There was that, that bad feeling that you had in your gut, tainted, if you will. Um with everything that had happened in the past and going back to 2020, the XFL, the Battlehawks helped heal that. I mean, again, it, it's football at its truest form. This is good football. Uh, there's no question players are aspiring to get to a higher level, but you know, St. Louis led the charge with 16 players that signed NFL contracts after last season coach back and the coaching staff are very open about, you know, trying to coach guys up, find what they need so that they can have, that next opportunity if that's what they're looking for but these are guys who may have had a taste or or were just on the outside looking in so the quality of football is sensational and as you said chris st louis loves football whether it's Pee Wee, junior league high school collegiate whatever we love football and again this is wrap your arms around it the battle hawks belong to the loop.
2: you know other than like the life and death issue of covid if we're looking at Winners and losers. I I have said this, the uh, winners of everything being shut down with COVID were the Houston Astros and I had made it my, my banner to remember to hate the Astros when everything starts back up again, but somehow I feel like they benefited from it. But as far as killing momentum, what St. Louis had going into 2020 with the battle hawks was so special Mm -hmm. and for them to bounce back and to have this excitement that we're seeing that's being generated i think if anything that speaks even more It, it speaks volumes it's even more impressive in a way than the momentum that we had the first time around because it, once you start something and then stop it, most of the time it doesn't start yeah. back up again with the same momentum. Like once it's dead, it's dead. And you're like, well, that's a real shame. But St. Louis loves football so much. The fact that sure. they could come back after the shutdown, I think shows just how intense that desire for football is here.
3: No, I, I agree. And, and I mean, it's come back even stronger. That's what's amazing. We're pacing ahead right now of where we were last year going into the start of the season. So I don't have an exact number to share, but you know, we opened up 400-level seating uh, a few weeks ago, which is something that we weren't able to do last year, but we opened it up this year. The initial allotment sold out, so we had to open up additional seating. You know, this morning at 10 o'clock, single-game tickets went on sale, and people can go to theufl.com slash tickets, and single-game tickets start at just $18. So whether you want to sit in Section 445, Row C, Seats 1 and 2, because that's where you were with Grandpa when you are watching the greatest show on turf, or you want to be down at the 50-yard line, or you want to be in one of the new all inclusive seats and take advantage of I mean, it's there's options for everybody in the family, whatever sort of football fan you are, if you're just wanting to try it out and enjoy the atmosphere, if you're a hardcore football sports person, um, yeah, the the credit to the St. Louis fans. And when I say St. Louis fans, I mean the whole Midwest because there's people who drive in from, you know, multiple states. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. Midwest, the Battle Hawk region is really spread across and people have embraced it. Uh, we are very lucky fortunate that coach Anthony Beck came in Um, he's a guy who gets it uh, on every level I mean he's he's, there's nobody more genuine that you're going to find and he understands uh, needing to make sure there's a quality product on the field which I know he's really excited about uh, the team they put together training camp opens this Saturday so we'll see how it translates from paper to field but everybody's really excited on the football side and then you know you've got the team working but really you get back to the love of sports in St. Louis, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, hockey, basketball, chess. I mean, <laughs> is is there a sport that St. Louis doesn't embrace? <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm, how are we with pickleball? Are we pretty good?
2: Uh, we're we, pretty we, good. We've
0: got a few courts around, right?
2: <laughs> hey, Brian, have you, I, I'm going to fangirl here, but have you met Dwayne the Rock Johnson yet? Oh,
3: boy. Not in the capacity of him being my boss. We have uh, crossed paths a few times in the past.
2: But is he your boss? Do you report to The Rock? Do you tell people that?
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not hitting people. him up on the cell phone if that's what you wanting. But no, he, I mean, uh, Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, Jerry Cardinale, they are a part of the ownership group. So um, ultimately, he is the boss. But he's not I'm not his direct report. So, But if okay. he calls, I, I will answer and say yes, sir. And actually direct him to us if you wouldn't mind. Yes. We'd like to speak to him. <laughs> about a couple of he things. Well, and, and I, yeah, no, it's, uh, everybody is excited about The Rock as he is. I mean, he truly, um, he is one of the most charismatic individuals I've ever met in my life. Oh yeah. I mean, even yeah. before he was using all the, the promos and the taglines, like, he has that it factor where you walk away from the guy and you're kind of just like, a little bit of in a daze because just that charisma is just like crazy. It is electric and has you spinning a little bit. So, so that is a real thing. And I'm not surprised that, he has continued to uh, rise to the heights that he's at.
0: So what can people expect uh, for those who have been to Battle Hawks games, maybe a little a different experience at Battle Hawks games this time around or about the same or what new things being introduced?
3: It'll be very similar. Um, We've got a couple things that we'll be announcing here in the near future about uh, a couple maybe new game features. But as I did mention, one of the things that we added, uh, because fans talked about they wanted some more different sort of seating options, and that all-inclusive, having all the food that you can, you know, enjoy during the game was a big thing. So um, the Battlehawks Bridge, the Loach Seats sold out, uh, but I believe there's still some club seats available. So there's some special options there. Uh, The 400-level seating, again, it's. I don't think it's just unique to St. Louis, but it is one of those things where people have certain seats that mean something to them. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's some people that would rather sit, and I, I was kind of joking, but I'm really serious, like Section 412, whatever it is, or 345, there are certain seats that mean something to people, and they would rather have those seats... Than sitting, you know, like right behind the bench, because there's certain memories that they connected, and they didn't want to continue that next generation. So that's available. Um, likewise, there's suites uh, if you want to get a big group together, whether it's a corporate group or you're just getting a group of friends to come down. And something that's really nice this year, you guys, is our schedule worked out where home and away alternate every other week. So we open up March oh. 30th in Michigan, and then we return home for the home opener on April 6th but basically you get a week in between or almost 2 weeks the way it works so that you can go all in i mean you can enjoy mm-hmm. party tailgate yes. do the whole thing and then you got 2 weeks to recoup and do it again
0: G- great stuff man that's that's really such a big part of it because i know for a lot of people if they are traveling from somewhere else to have that sunday buffer day to travel back it's it's great mm-hmm. so A lot of Saturday games. There is the one Sunday home game in May. But for the most part, you're talking uh, Saturday home games for the Battle Hawks. Tickets available, theufl.com slash tickets. Go watch it. It's going to be a lot of fun this year. Brian, thank you for talking with us today and uh, looking forward to the season.
3: Hey, my pleasure. I appreciate you guys having me in. Amy, get better. Chris, I'll see you down there again, brother. There. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad because like I, I can feel the love. I know you're wrapping the arms around it. I can, I can sense it. I can feel it.
0: I will be there, and I will find you just to prove Please it. Please do. I will. Please do. I love it. I love it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. That's Thank Brian Stahl. He is the uh, Director of Team Communication and Media Relations for the St. Louis Battlehawks. Tickets are on sale as of today, as of two hours and 46 minutes ago, theufl.com slash tickets. And that is a thing I did not even consider, Amy. Um, people who went to Rams games and mm-hmm. had season tickets and and that experience being gone for them wanting to sit in the seats that they had yeah. for Rams games, whether that's four hundred level or wherever else. That I would I never it didn't even occur to me that I would have wanted to do something like that. And that's very
2: cool. Oh yeah. And also it's like I know so many people they think about the rams they had memories for some people as you mentioned they're such great memories you want to sit in the same seats for other people they're really bitter and maybe maybe a little bit of both but i think um what's easy to forget is kids there are young kids that they don't have the memories that we have with the st louis rams or even the football cardinals and what i've noticed is um with peter jar the youngest 10 years old he and his buddies oh my gosh they love going to battle hawks games for them it's professional football in st louis and it's the only professional football in st louis that they've known so you really have a whole generation of younger uh fans who they're starting fresh and they're just excited to have the battle hawks. so it's a great family event as well
0: and i am looking right now at the uh website tickets. And looking at the first game, April 6th, mm-hmm. Battlehawks versus Arlington, mm-hmm. all the way upstairs, the 400 level from 437 to 444 is all available. So I mean, we're going to have seats sold in the yeah. upper tank, which is a it, it's very that's cool awesome. for this. Yeah. Um, that's the, so much fun. The UFL.com slash tickets, and tickets do start at 18 bucks, and they are on sale right now. Amy Marks cores, Chris Ranji on KMOX. You
1: know that new fact you looking for? Well, listen to this. The
0: Chris and Amy Show on KMOX.
1: There you let off. Gets checked
3: by Ramsey. hand is there. The puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds.
1: The countdown going on right now. Morrow. Up to show Five seconds.
0: 44 years ago. Wow. 44 years ago, the miracle on ice, a 4-3 win for the United States over the Soviet Union in the Olympics, one of our most uh, cherished sports moments Mm. in history. That was
2: 44 years ago today. Wow. I love that we're still talking about it. I mean, amateur hockey players, it just shows you like the tension and the environment and the landscape at the time. Yeah. It it's such a seminal moment. I mean not just sports but history what it represented.
0: You know, maybe we can solve our current issues with the Russians by holding some sort of uh, game. You know what? Let's <laughs> how about this? Let's do that. Let's have a, an American football game to determine which is better.
2: <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Hey, uh, speaking of what's good, what's better, uh I'm buying some furniture ranch to redo some things but i'm trying to do it on a budget so i've been reading a lot of reviews you know different brands it's like okay is this is this a sturdy brand this seems like a good price well if beds are really expensive i'm trying to buy a full-sized bed full-sized right
0: not a it's queen a full
2: not a queen a full which is kind of an odd bed
0: what are you Putting it in an RV or something?
2: (laughs) I know. I know. Well, it's more of like a kid's guest bed, right? Oh, gotcha. And so, but beds are so expensive. So, I found a pretty good priced one on, um, which I guess is just overstock.com because it's Bed, Bath, and Beyond now, but it was overstock.com. Right. And a lot of the, some of the reviews are like, don't buy, you know, this bed over here. It's cheap slats. You know, listen to this bed. It says do you have concerns about the sturdiness of this bed? Are you worried about how much of an impact it can take? Are you looking for a powerful bed that won't crack under pressure? Dude. Look no further. This bed not only holds up to water damage pretty well from water a leaking damage. ceiling. Yeah but it also holds up to fall damage. My roommate just fell through the attic ceiling last night and he bounced (laughs) off this bed. No problem. No injuries incurred to his person or to the bed. 10 out of 10. It will hold you. (laughs)
0: You, You've got to get it now.
2: I think it's, I think I'm going to get it. What a review on a very reasonably priced bed from bed, bath and beyond (laughs) overstock.com. You
0: can fall through the ceiling. (laughs) And still come out okay.
2: My, my roommate fell how much, through the ceiling. How much is it? Um, Let's see. Hold on. Let me click on it.
0: Well, hopefully, it's not too much. You should get it.
2: It's like with the 20% coupon, it's like $320. Oh, yeah,
0: that's nothing.
2: That's a great it's price very cheap. for a bed.
0: Amy, it's good to have you back. Glad you're feeling better
2: hey, let's do this again tomorrow. Let's
0: do it tomorrow, 10 o'clock. We'll get started, 1120 a.m., 98.7 FM, and the free Odyssey app. It is the Chris and Amy Show. Dave Glover is next on KMOX.